Hi, my name is Jack Tester, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Lounge. I'm here in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I've got the distinct pleasure of sitting across the table from Scott Nelson. Scott is the one of the owners of Laney's Incorporated, which is a longtime Nextar member in Fargo, North Dakota. Hello, Scott. Well, hello, Jack. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I sure appreciate it. Scott also is a former chairman of Nextar, actually served in that role in two different times over the years. And uh, as a little more background on Scott, I'll just talk about this real briefly. Uh, You've owned Laney's for how long, Scott? Since uh, 1983. Wow. Yes. And you joined Nextar early, like in 1993, I remember. That's very good. Was that the year I was? I I know it was in the early days, but... uh, Well, you know, you might not remember this, but I met you in the, the Northwest Club at the Minneapolis airport as you were going from... Where you live in Scottsdale, Arizona, to Fargo. That's twice we met. You were, uh, I was a hard sell, but you, you your sweet talk and got me a membership well, you, interest. So. Quite honestly, you're a pretty simple guy and you're easy to sell. <laughs> yeah, so. well, and I've got a great face for podcasts, so this is, <laughs> this is super. You too. No, that's awesome. But, but what was interesting even then was that you lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. Yet your primary business was in Laney's. I know you have some other business interests, but... You had bought a business in Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, where many members have really struggled when they tried remote management, meaning if I wanted to live in one city and my business is in another city, the business didn't flourish. And I will say that, you know, from my perspective, Laney's has flourished. You know, even uh, years ago, you actually sold your business to an early consolidator. That's right. Right? Yes, so you that's were right. obviously in a position that someone wanted to buy your business back in. 96 or 97, I think that would have been. Yep, 97. Very good. Right? Mm-hmm. And just real quickly, you bought that business back from, it was Blue Dot, wasn't it? No, we, we actually were acquired by Group Mac, which Group Mac. merged with Encompass. Got so it. we were bought back by, or we bought it back from a bankrupt Encompass in uh, the very f- end of 2002. Okay. Awesome. All right. And then you joined Nextar again. We Yes, we did. Awesome. And um, we're amazed at the at uh, somebody uh, taking that and making a good thing even better. So That's it was great. a great yeah. organization. Thank you. Well, you've been an important part of Nextar. But what I want to talk about, I want you to share, is some of the, the things that you deem to be important as it relates to remote management of a business, right? Right. So um, first, how often do you go to Fargo? Uh, I have been going to Fargo virtually once a month for 30 years. Okay. So um, when I first acquired the assets of Laney's, um, I bought it as an investment, uh, thinking, as a 30-year-old would think, um, that these things run themselves, <laughs> and I would just come and count the money every now and then. Uh, a year after uh, that acquisition, uh, I realized that this isn't the way it's going to work. So I got very, very actively involved in the day-to-day. This um, is in 84 now. This would have been a 1984. Okay. And... Um, and worked the business about uh, three years on a, you know, almost a full-time basis. Uh, again, I was doing other things, uh, consulting, um, and um, and then at a point in time in 1987, uh, I had an opportunity to move to Arizona for a one-year consulting project, and I really felt at that point in time that I had contributed as a day-to-day manager, everything I, I, I was going to contribute. So um, so I'd made the decision to take that um, one-year project, and I left 
the business in the hands of our master plumber at the time. Okay. How and, big was the business then? Just curious. Uh, Two and a half million dollars. Okay. We probably had thirty employees. Okay. Um, so not not large. It was mostly a new construction and a service business then. We were trying to make that transition. Okay. Uh, the the um, business that I bought was almost entirely new home construction. Okay. Um, but I had just sold my interest in a CPA firm, and I recognized the value of ongoing customer relationships, and I like I like the service aspect of the business. So okay. that really was my focus was uh, in those early years was the transition to be more of a service okay. retail business. Okay. So you left it in the hands of your master plumber day yes. to day. So you weren't there going to work every day. You went to Arizona. Right. Um, what did you learn in that first year of being away? What, what stands out? Well, um, I, I remember um, more about the trips coming back. And I just remember um, I would... Back in those days, you got an airline break by flying, staying a Saturday night. So I would fly in on Saturdays, and I would spend all day Sunday all by myself with the books. Okay. <laughs> and it really was um, honestly a, 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 an enriching period of time for me because I really learned as much about the business from that aspect from the book side? Yeah, and, okay. and because it would always prod me into thinking, well, why, are, why is this going this way, or why are we doing this, okay. or why is, why is this happening? And, uh, and it really, you know, not only, I mean, the books are only going to show you a very, very small part of the business, but um, just being alone and thinking about nothing other than Laney's for that day was what I found to be therapeutic and, and helpful, and then it would, you know, then I would be, spend the rest of the week working with the team. And okay. um, now that's involvement has changed dramatically. I'm still going every month, but it's changed dramatically over the, you know, 30 okay. years that I've been doing this. I want to make a note here. You know, you were, you were first, you were, you weren't a master plumber. You weren't a journeyman no. plumber. You were a, a, a practicing CPA accountant, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So don't book, say that with that kind of tone in your <laughs> Well, <words. laughs> people can look at my face right now. Um, no, <laughs> despite of that, yeah, um, no, you see, so you're a, you understood the value of, you understood one, you understood the numbers, yes. right? You understood how to interpret an income statement. Yes. You understand how to read a balance sheet, knew what was going on. Yep. And I would imagine you also knew when you were getting numbers with integrity and when you weren't, when the finance part of your business was maybe not accurate or not on time, you understood how important that is. Is that yes, a fair statement? That is an excellent uh, commentary. That's exactly okay. right. Um, so you always understood the value, I, made sure that you were getting timely and accurate financial information when you were in Scottsdale. Right? Yes, and the package, the, the the information we put together grew exponentially. You know, Our packet today is, I uh, wish we were paperless, and we are sort of, but our package today is, even today is a, as month end is a very big package primarily just to accommodate me as a absentee shareholder okay right so you really came to to value that Hmm. what did you learn about um being away from the business um and then relying on other folks to to be there day to day and of course they you know the numbers can tell you so much but they don't tell you uh, you know morale they don't tell you momentum they don't they don't you know they don't they're not a window into the employee in the moment so tell me about that yeah you know, one of the truly enjoyable experiences um, for me has been with Contractors 2000 and, and Nexstar is that there seemed to be for a 
until somebody got to really know me, there seemed to be this perception that I was a bit of a rock star. And I would get asked You're the kidding. question. No, no, no. I would get oh asked the God. question constantly. Um, how does a guy in Phoenix, Arizona, run a business in Fargo, North Dakota? Yeah. And um, usually I would, you know, shuck it off by saying, well, that's the wrong question. The question is, why would a guy in Phoenix, Arizona, want to <laughs> right. run a business in, uh, in, in Fargo? But um, the reality is you don't, you can't. You don't run a business in, okay. in Phoenix. Tell me more what that means. It means that um, this notion of seat on the bus and being on the right bus um, doesn't just apply to employees. It applies to all of us, and especially it applies to owners. And I recognized in that two- or three-year period there, I worked hard at that uh, day-to-day management that I'm not a manager. Okay, so That's you, not my skill set. So from 84 to 87, you kind of realized what you didn't want to do or weren't really great at. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. And, and, and you know, and I don't, I'm not trying to cut myself short. I, you know, I think during that period of time, it really gave me a good understanding of the basics that have formed our business, you know, our, some of our core values, um, you know, for all 30 years, yeah. things about the importance of of gross profit per hour and the, and recognizing that the one um, you know asset that that dictates our capacity is labor and right. how valuable that is. Okay. And um, and and again, understanding it helped me understand why flat rate is such a you know is the way to to charge for your services. You know, for a lot of years, you were a time material contractor. We were. Yeah. We were. And. Um, uh, I, I I realized fairly early on, but it took me a while to convince the rest of the team that this was not going to work. But, okay. um, uh, yeah, so that was important. Um, so, so I, you know, there were things that I think I brought to the table, and, and I certainly gained an understanding yeah. of the business. But I am not a manager, and okay. I, I admire um, managers, and um, I, manage, I admire people that can do that skill. I can't. Okay, that's awesome. Mm, that's, well, that's a, that's an interesting reflection. Yeah. Right. Right. Well. So, um, so let's talk about uh, you're the, the you're one of the owners though mm-hmm. at Laney's, right? Yes. So, y- did you find it important to have equity partners on site versus a general manager on site? Tell me about that transition. How you made those decisions? Boy, I you know I love talking about business and I love talking about me, so I'm, I'm really enjoying this, Jack. Thank you. Seriously, okay. <laughs> good. It's, it's torture for me. Yeah, so. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, um, you know, um, what was the question? No. I, <laughs> no. Um, Will we rephrase it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the question was, um, you know, you're the. Yeah. An owner of Laney's, but you're not the only owner of Laney's, right? right? right. And, and along the way, I think you've had some equity partners, right? Right, people that that had a piece of the business. And and let me ask, let me, I'm going to phrase this question a different way right now. I've heard somebody say that I don't want somebody to run my business who thinks like an owner. I want them to be an owner. And there's a different mindset there. So I'd like you to reflect on that statement and what your experience has been with the other managers or the other leaders of Laney's? Oh, that's a great question. Um, because I've, I've, I've had to, you know, readjust my thought process about all of that, certainly. Um, from, you know, we start with the decision to sell the business to a consolidator. Right. Of course, I, you know, I, this, to me, I had, I had acquired the business with the idea it was going to be an investment. I thought that's what business guys did. 
They bought businesses, they built them up, and they sold them. Yeah. And um, so, to me, you know, it's it's just naivety and and, and ignorance on my part. But um, I just thought that's the way it was supposed to work. Okay. And so, uh, went through that process and um, and saw, you know, it created a lot of anxiety and a lot of pain for the team when you sold the business. When I sold the business, and at that point, were you the sole owner then? I was. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and so. And, and it's not like we hadn't talked about it. It didn't come as a big surprise to the key people. Yeah. Um, but, um, but again, I didn't think really twice about it. And then as you w- witness what happens, and then um, I kept expecting um, Encompass, Group Mac and Encompass, to, to call me on the phone one day and say, don't bother coming every month. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've... We, the transition's taken place. You can right. leave. Well, we were so small; they didn't. They didn't. They forgot we were up here in Fargo. Right. Yeah. Right. And so um, uh, I kept coming through that whole period of time when okay. we were owned by Encompass as as kind of a support more than anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you know the fall of Encompass came like a crash, and yeah. um, nobody was expecting it. Right. And um, so when Kevin Wolf, who's really the the, the heart and soul of Laney's when he called me and said, um, we're getting calls from our vendors and they're not being paid for the first time in, okay. in ever, you know, yeah. uh, what's going on? And I said, I don't know, I'll make a few calls. Well, nobody called me back. That's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a bad sign. So anyway, um, finally did get uh, a connection and, um, and uh, that's when, I I made the decision I was going to buy it back. Okay. But the way I was going to buy it back, by then, again, I'm fully absorbed, working full-time in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And um, so I'm going to be the facilitator. I'm going to buy it back. I'm going to bring in the key players and give them, invite them the opportunity to participate in the buyback. Okay. And uh, and then they're going to buy whatever portion they don't fund of what we need, I'll fund. And then they're going to buy me out at the end of the day. Okay. So we had this system built in. Yeah. Because, again, my hubris was that everybody wants to be an owner. Right. right? Everybody right. wants to be their own boss. Sure. They want to be an owner. Well, no. You know, they I don't. found that, we, you know, of the nine managers at the time, eight of them bought in. And I think, in retrospect, half of them did just because they thought they better or they are going to lose their job or something. Right. Which nothing could be further from the truth. So... I thought this was going to be another way to exit, but it, but what a great legacy to be able to leave uh-huh. this this group of people. Well, for half of them, I wasn't leaving them a legacy. I don't think. I think I was creating a, you know a, 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 an obstacle maybe in their own in their own lives. Okay. So, so one lesson that I've learned is not everybody does want to be an owner. Okay. There's a, a group of people out there that want to be and that they do their job very well, but that's what they want. They want a good job. Yeah. And um, sometimes that's different than being an owner. Okay. So um, this buying Scott out never really did happen. Okay. So I retained um, a majority ownership in the company, which I still have today. Kevin is my partner, and um, uh, he runs the business and does a terrific job. And um, but but yeah, that was the aha moment for me was. I just thought this is the way it was. So instead of them buying you out, you ended up buying them back out? Yeah, is that what happened that's exactly over time? what's happened over time. So yes. the other six people that bought in or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? So you yep. had eight owners at one time. Yep. 
and now you're down to two. Right. Uh, yeah. Essentially two. Yeah. Essentially two. Okay. Um, and for those, everybody that bought in, it has been a very, very good investment. We've, we've prospered, and they've, the team's done well. And okay. our stock value, which is based on conservative book value amounts, has grown, you know, much better than the, the, the S&P 500. Awesome. Uh, over that period of time, and as and that's the beauty of small business. You know, yeah. You're able to create those kinds of returns. Right, right, and and so so now the business is operated essentially day to day by Kevin Wolf. Yes, right. Yep. Who's also next our board member and now? It ha- and it has been for right. You know, years and years. And, okay. Uh, he's just uh, a blessing. So when people ask me the question, um, how do you run a, a a business from Phoenix in Fargo? My answer is you find a Kevin Wolf yeah. because that's what you don't. that's what the team needs. Yeah. They need somebody that wants to be a manager. So you need an extraordinary leader on the ground all the time in that business, yes. right? You do, right? Yeah. Did you, was there ever a time where you didn't have that? And and how did you know, did you ever? Um, well, let me ask the question a different way. What are some of the the remote management mistakes that you made beyond? You know, thinking that everyone wants to be an owner and that would maybe solve your problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, which you found out wasn't true. Yeah. Right? What else what else do you look back and go, oh, man, I couldn't believe I was that dumb? Well, I you know, I think it takes a, a type of personality to, to be able to, to do this, you know, because do what you do. Yeah. Because okay. you've got to be you've got to fully delegate the decision making, the day to day decision making process. Um, so you're and, not involved. You don't talk to Kevin during the week or anything, or rarely. Right. right? No, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And I used to. We used to talk far more than we do today. But you discover when you come back that um, it's almost conflicting because there's you're always going to walk into your little baby and you're going to see things that, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? You know? Yeah. And, and, um, and it took me a while to figure out that's probably not a good style. And you better get over it, you know, right. because um, it's the whole idea of here's, the, here's our objectives. Are they, being, are, are they being met? And if they're being met, you know, as long as we're, we're meeting our core values and, and okay. walking the talk, you know, there's a thousand different ways to skin a cat. And, uh, so that's interesting. So what you're saying is that you've got the goals of the business, which is essentially probably your budget, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if that's being met, and then but but even more important, just as important though, is if it's being done the right way according yes. to your core values. Exactly. So how do you measure that? Yeah, that's from from afar. It's it's difficult. Okay. And it's probably the the area that we're continuing to tweak in terms of how we get that kind of reporting. Okay. Um, you know, one of the the problems you have is when you're when you're not there every day, yeah. is it, it can become kind of an excuse for management to say, well, Scott, you're not here every day. You don't know what, you know, this okay. might be like or that might be like. Right. And, there, and, the, and I understand that, and there's truth to that. Um, I think first and foremost, it's just, you know, is the customer base growing? Is the customer, how are our customer satisfaction scores? You, you measure customer satisfaction routinely there? We do. Right. Yep. You get that Constantly in your... we have a, a very aggressive call, outbound okay. calling system okay. to measure that. Okay. Um, we could do a better job of reporting that. And okay. Kevin and I are working on that. Um, we've been through different methods and, and, and it is hard. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a little subjective. Isn't yeah. It? Very subjective. Yeah. That's well put. Um, uh, employee satisfaction—that's of course a big part of our. You right. know, we haven't turnover. And you measure turnover, turn- I imagine. So we do, and um, yeah, um, and we really try and understand why people leave when they leave. Right. And, uh, 
um, you know, are we staying out of jail? <laughs> you know, are we? Um, uh, that's a kind of, a, of the low, basic a low hurdle there, yeah, but you well, know, that's, it depends. Yeah. If you're in jail, it's not such a low hurdle. But, that's great. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and, and um, again, it's talking about transparency. That's a big part of what I do when I do come back. We try and talk about more global issues. Okay. Um, directions. That's where I think I bring value. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I think I've answered that. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, you did a good I'm, job. Yeah, okay, you did a good right. job of that. I think so. I wanted to make sure that folks listening <laughs> didn't miss the point that it's just not about the budget. That's it's right. about budget the right way and the way you want it done and the way you and Kevin want it done because it, you know, you can you can remote manage yourself and just look at the income statement and think things are great, and then all of a sudden you might have a problem on your hands when it's being done the wrong way. So that's a huge. You know, to me, that's a, a lesson I think is really important that you just said. Well, and it, you, and you said it better than I. But um, you, the, and again, the other thing is, is it's not just you're either doing it right or you're doing it wrong. You know, there's all these shades of gray right. in there, and right. you're trying to trying to see trends and offset them. That right. um, okay, why why are we doing this? You know, what's the reason for this? Yeah. And so, the more transparent, the better that agreement. Uh, and, and the, the transparency between you that and the agreement. local management team. Yes, okay. um, and here's what we stand for. Right. Here's here's what's the right way to do things, and here's not Got the it. right way to do things. Um, then um, you know, th- to me, that's that's critical. Okay. And then and then if the numbers aren't coming through, then then it all becomes tac- you know, tactics and uh, um, you know you know market conditions and. All of those okay. other things. That okay. Let me, a couple more questions, and this has been really enlightening. Thank you, Scott. Oh, thank you. Jack. So you get a. You mentioned you get a very detailed monthly financial package. Yes. Is there any information that you get on a daily or weekly basis that you're tied into? You know, we have a. We do a, a very simple daily report that essentially shows um, new job pickups during the period of time, and um, and then just uh, what our billings are. Okay. So it kind of gives you. a a kind of a revenue run. Yeah. Re- revenue against budget against prior year. And it's sent out to five or six people, and okay. I look at it every day. And, okay. And just, but I look at it and then delete it. Okay. Uh, every two weeks, or every week, rather, Tuesdays, we get a report from our payroll department showing okay. by department how many hours we worked. How, how does that compare to our budget? Okay. You, you, have, you budget hours? hours. You have yes. A, a, yeah. An hourly budget? Yeah. Okay. Very detailed by trade, by, mm-hmm. you know, by... Um, okay. Month and week, and, um, and that goes out to you and the core people there. Yeah. Okay. And compare it to how we do, how we were compared to last year. Do you look at it? Do you look at this? oh that one? I look at it All heavily right. because okay. in that one we've even painted up and we have graphs and charts. It's pretty, Jack. Oh. I'd like to show it to you sometimes. Well, that sounds, sounds fascinating. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably the prettiest thing in Fargo. Oh, so. it might be. Yeah. I don't know. It's the prettiest thing in Arizona. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Next to the Grand Canyon, of course. Right on. Painted desert. Yes. Okay. Um, but um, uh, look at that um, because, again, to me, that's probably the, the – um, I mean, it's very simplistic, but it's probably the leading indicator right. for me about right. uh, why, you know, why is this. And, and, you know, there's oftentimes reasons why our, right now we're not tracking our hours to budget. You know, we're behind budget. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes it's uh, the cycles of the economy, but – you know, it's really trying to understand yeah. that. Okay. And, you know, all hands on deck. Okay. You know, there's a, uh, you know, I, 
I, I have so much respect for, um, as I mentioned, people that are day-to-day managers and right. can deal with that on a day-to-day basis. There's, I think Laney's has a huge um, advantage in having somebody that cares as much about the business as I do to come in from the total outside yeah. every month uh-huh. and just take Kevin and I sit down and we just talk about my observations okay. from God, why don't, why don't we remodel these bathrooms here in the right. shop to, um, boy, that was a really a nice posting. We, you know, we got right. on social media last week, you know, okay. and it's just, and, and, uh, and to spend some time every month for management to get out of the right. day-to-day and talk about the macro, and for me as the macro to hear about what the, the mm-hmm. issues are that's going on. So you're almost like a business coach of sorts. Right. Well, well, yeah, a little bit. and vice you know? versa. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. it's just, um, it's. Uh, uh, I think it's. I, I, I think it's. I'm, I'm saying this just so I can justify continuing to draw a salary. Right. Because it right. gets a little difficult uh, just find that year no, after year. But, I get uh, it. Yeah, I get it. No, it seems like I'm gonna kind of what I've heard from you has been really great. Thank you, Scott. Oh, thank you, Jim. Is uh, you know you're a financial guy, so you 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 don't let anyone cheat you on getting the right information in a timely fashion. It sounds like you get revenue information daily. You get payroll information weekly or yeah, weekly. Mm -hmm. You get a detailed financial package once a month. You'd really delegate the day to day and the to do's to the folks there. And you don't try to meddle from Scottsdale. Is that fair? That's very fair. And you come in once a month and uh, kind of look at the business with fresh set eyes and kind of not, well, you, you question, not in an accusatory way, but just in a curious way, kind of what's going on, and talk about macro issues and things that need to occur in the next 30 days. Is that fair? Very fair. Very so, well done. So I, th- I think in the spirit of equal time, you should invite Kevin in now to talk about what it's like to have you know, a partner. Well, Kevin's at his therapist right now, <laughs> yeah, I think. I see, right? yeah. Yeah. Talking about it. If only he's talking right. about you right now to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, I'm kidding. I, I can tell you're – and, you know – the other thing that, that I, I think would be important to note is that you are a relationship guy. You're not just a numbers guy. You enjoy people. I imagine you and Kevin have a good relationship. You have fun. You, he looks forward to seeing you. You look forward to seeing him. I know you both. So, I, you know, that's not to be missed in this whole, this whole idea of how this can work. You know, if you, if you didn't have a good relationship locally, if he felt like you were coming in with a hammer, you know, and if you didn't have trust in him, you know, that might be a real challenge. Right. Yeah, exactly. And trust is, you know, you, to, to be in this position, you have to have a person that you do trust and you have to be a person capable of trusting. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So let's, 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 let's leave this off. I want to make sure that uh, your phone's going off, yeah, but that's sorry, okay. Let that. it go. He's, okay, that's, I, well, yeah. that's not my send off guitar Kevin. music. <laughs> <laughs> might be Kevin. No, he's got a guitar strumming. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Um, so, Tell us about Laney's today. Just give us a top line. Describe revenues, trades. You sure. don't have to get into the yeah. details, but uh, this, yeah, this can work. Yeah, we're in. A, you know, we're um, uh, in a very, very competitive market. Believe, believe it or not, Fargo has a lot of very excellent um, contractors okay. uh, that we compete with. Um, 
we've built our niche in the retail and service side. I think we're top of mind awareness, and that was our goal. And so okay. it's fun to be able to say, here's our objective, and let's yeah. let's let's see what it takes to do that. Okay. Um, we have about 100 employees. Okay. We do a little bit of everything. We're in electrical, plumbing, and heating, air conditioning. There is air conditioning in Fargo, believe it or not. Okay. Yes. Um, we have um, a team of uh, managers that um, run their respective that are that are run their respective trades. We've got a lot of a great team, a lot of good good people that have been there a long time. Yeah, um, we do about um, sixteen million dollars a year in sales. Okay, and. Um, um, and we do a lot of things wrong, no, <laughs> and we, we know that. Right. And we know that, and that's what's exciting about yeah. life and about business. Well, I could say for sure that you know when Kevin came on the board, one of the board requirements is you have to have a strong business. So I did get a peek at your balance sheet, and it's extraordinarily strong. We're so just yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank congratulations. you very much. And and thank you so much for for coming to St. Paul and and sharing this with us. So I sure appreciate it. And uh, companies like yours are what make Nextar just so the place it is. Just a wonderful place. So thank you so much, Scott. Thank you, I Jack. Appreciate I that. appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. And thank you again for listening to another edition here of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester with Scott Nelson. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Bye.